This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The BC Black History Awareness Society has hosted a Black History Month program for over 30 years. It features a wide variety of events. Alex Smythe had a chance to catch up with Jamila Duhaby to learn more about their programming and work. Jamila is the executive director of the society. In this first clip, Jamila shares some highlights from the month so far and details of what's to come. So we've had a really busy Black History Month so far, and we still have a lot of great events to come. Uh, On February 1st, we held our Black History Month launch, which is always a great way to celebrate the beginning of Black History Month. Uh, We had a presentation about our society, information on events for the the month, and then great music throughout the evening, lots of dancing until until the end of the event, which was a lot of fun. Uh, So coming up this weekend is the Victoria Winter Arts Festival. Um, I'll be on a panel on Sunday the 18th, which is titled Language and Light. Um, along with what's actually our annual favorite, but because we're partnering with the festival, they're um, celebrating this event with us. Um, And so the concert is called The Celebration of Power and Joy of Words and Music um, on the 19th at the Belfry Theatre. And that's going to have a spoken word artist, Adena Sumter-Freytag and Maureen Washington, um, who's an international jazz musician, and that will be at 7 p.m. Um, On Thursday, the 22nd, we also have an exciting uh, keynote speaker event, and that's going to be at St. Anne's Academy uh, with author, and he's an author of Black anthologies, poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and then he most recently wrote a graphic novel. Um, That's Wade Compton, and then music will be by local musician Caleb Hart. Um, And then the final event that we have up so far, but you never know because we always have more exciting events on the way, um, is Sunday the 25th. We have a guided tour uh, at the Ross Bay Cemetery where people can find out more about uh, noteworthy Black history graves um, because we do have a lot of people who are descendants of of some pretty important Black uh, people in our community. Um, And then we also received funding to restore seven grave sites so people can find out more about that. In choosing events each year, we like to bring, of course, awareness to our history while also celebrating and uplifting current Black voices uh, throughout the month, um, like at our launch and keynote speaker event. So sometimes people reach out to us or suggested um, to us. Uh, and I think as a community, people want to uplift and support each other. So we often hear about, you know, this is a great Black musician. This is an artist who wants to have some of their art featured at an event, which will have some art at the keynote speaker event. Um, people, you know, just really want to uplift and support each other in our community. 
So that's the month of February, but the BC Black History Awareness Society hosts public events throughout the year. Here's what Jamila had to say. Yeah, so I think it's so important that though we celebrate Black History Month in February, it's also about, you know, Black history is important 365 days of the year. And that's why we do have events, uh, sponsorships, and things that we partner on uh, throughout the year. So uh, in 2023, for example, we had um, the BC Black History timeline that came out, which is really exciting. It's both online and in print. Um, so it's available for everyone, but it's also a great educational resource. Uh, it has over 50 pages of key events on BC's Black history, as well as things that went along uh, in Canada. And then we also supported Canada's multi Multiculturalism Day. Um, so it's called More Than a Game, and it's a basketball game in June. Um, and then there was a big, uh, the Function Music Festival in August. Um, we partnered with the Royal BC Museum throughout the year because they have made a movement to support um, more Black and Indigenous folks in our community. Um, so they've created an exhibit about the Black carporters, and then we're also working on an online learning portal. Um, and as I mentioned, with a grant from the Heritage Foundation, we were able to restore seven graves at the Ross Bay Cemetery here in Victoria. Um, there are a lot more events that we partnered with throughout the year um, that you can see on our website. And then there's a lot more ongoing and new projects that we'll have this year. So to learn more about the society and the events that are happening, visit bcblackhistory.ca. That's bcblackhistory.ca. In 60 seconds, John Lepke has the weather story of the day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minutes. Strength in base metals and telecom helped Canada's main stock index post a small gain on Friday before the long holiday weekend for Family Day in Ontario and for President's Day in the U.S. Toronto's TSX index gained 32 points on Friday ahead of today's January inflation data coming from StatsCamp. In New York Friday, the Dow Jones lost 145 points and the Nasdaq gave back 130. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index lost 106 points and our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 74.10 cents US and the union representing more than 9,000 Canadian railway workers is warning of a potential looming work stoppage as contract negotiations with Canadian National Railway and Canadian Pacific Kansas City have ground to a halt this comes after both railways asked the Labour Minister on Friday to appoint a conciliator over a new agreement for train conductors engineers and yard workers from the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebo. Thank you very much, Karen. Let's turn to the world of weather and John Lepke. John, a whole bunch of weather alerts coming down across the country. Absolutely. So this morning, we currently have 15 weather alerts across the country. As you'd expect for this time of year, more than half of those are for extreme cold. In Nunavut, the areas of Baker Lake, Chesterfield Inlet, Kugaruk, Nojat, the Ranking Region, and Tolarak are all under extreme cold warnings. How cold? Each area is expected to see wind chill temperatures between minus 55 and minus 60. Oh yeah, that's it's cold. A 
Yeah, just a little chilly. It's a slightly warmer story in some areas of Quebec this morning, with the McCougan River area also seeing an extreme cold warning. This time, those wind chill values are in the minus 38 range. However, staying in La Belle Provence, Akulovic and Cuvernitac are dropping down to minus 52 this morning. Dangerous weather all around. And in Western Canada, we continue to see air quality and dust advisories in British Columbia. Those in Prince George and Yellowhead areas have an air quality advisory in place due to fine particulate matter. Meanwhile, those in the East Columbia region of the province, in the area around Golden, are under a dust advisory. You can find more information on the Government of Canada's weather page or by visiting www.gov.bc.ca slash air quality. Hey, John, thank you for this. Uh, talk to you a little bit later in the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much. That's John Lepke at the Weather Desk. Coming up after the break, provinces are taking steps to introduce silver alert systems for missing seniors. Reporter Megan Gilmore will have more. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.